102.5 FM, KXSFLP, San Francisco, and KXSF.FM. You're tuned in to Spark, informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul. This is Kelly Marlowe, host of Spark. As we age, our sense of purpose becomes an important part of staying healthy, connected, and resilient. Today, I'm talking with Professor Eric Kim, a leading expert on aging and purpose, about how purpose can make a difference in both our physical and psychological health. If you are feeling that it is time to define or redefine your purpose, this is the episode for you. Thank you for joining me on Spark today, Professor Kim. Thank you. How do you define purpose? Yes, uh, purpose is a set of overarching goals that are inspired by our core values, as well as um, something that gives us a sense of direction in our lives. How is it different from having a personal goal? That's a great question. It's more of an overarching uh, factor. And I'll also tell you about an interesting relation between purpose and meaning and goals. So there's been a lot of theoretical work that's been emerging recently and they are finding that meaning is the overarching umbrella term, and underneath it are things like a sense of purpose, which I just talked about, but also underneath it is a sense of significance. For example, do I think my life is significant, and does the world think my life is significant? As well as a sense of coherence. So does my own life make sense, and does the world around me make sense? And underneath the purpose, again, there's purpose, and underneath at a lower level, is a sense of goals. And goals are things that are finite and can be reached and accomplished, whereas purpose is more of an aspirational, overarching goal, you can call it perhaps, but we call it purpose. But it's something that you continuously strive towards. I think you raise a really good point because people don't really think about coherence or significance. Yes, people don't uh, think about those other factors, which are very important as well. I think in the public conscious right now that we get the sense of that purpose is important and meaning is important, but those other two factors are really important as well and related. Are those factors that we should be focusing on as well besides purpose? Because purpose may not help you to feel significant, right? Or give coherence to your life? Yes, there are independent constructs too. There's actually not a lot of great scales right now because this is more recent, but in theory, when those scales come out, people can kind of mark them and see what they're low on, and then perhaps focus in on those domains that they're lower on. Technically, it's not just about purpose then. We have to ask ourselves, does our life feel significant to us, as well as does it make sense? Yep. So it's not really all about purpose-driven life, as a lot of people believe. Purpose is certainly a key and core ingredient, and I guess one way to think about it is how our bodies, we go out and we can focused on something like cardio or strength training, but we need those other components in order to have a complete and healthy physical body. And here we need these kinds of different components in order to have a meaningful life. Feels like meaning is always tied to something pro-social. So does that mean that purpose is typically pro-social? That's a great debate in the field. And some people actually define purpose and meaning as having to have that pro-social component, that self-transcending component, and they say if it's only self-enhancing, then it just excludes that from being a purpose or a meaning in the first place. But others argue that it can also be self-enhancing. 
And I'm somewhere in the middle where I think all humans are a blend of uh, self-enhancing and self-transcending. That's actually a, a research topic that we're studying right now. For example, some of the research that we're doing in the past have been looking at how a higher sense of purpose is associated with better health. But now we're asking a further question. We're looking at the content of people's purpose and seeing if having a self-transcending versus a self-enhancing purpose is better or worse for health in different ways. So ideally, it would be somewhere in the middle it would be balance, right, where your meaning and your purpose are tied to something that's going to be self-actualizing as well as pro-social? Yes. We bring either of those to the extreme. We can see examples of how it's destructive for the selves and others as well. So it's, it's about a balance. Like you can't really give everything of yourself and you can't just completely focus on yourself either. Yes. Why is it important to have a purpose? It's a fundamental aspect of flourishing on the mental health side. And also we're finding more and more in the last uh, decade and a half that a higher sense of purpose is associated with a lot of health benefits, such as a substantially reduced risk of uh, mortality, as well as heart disease and stroke. And then going back on the pathway and looking at mechanisms, we're seeing that people with higher purpose have uh, more physical activity and lower BMIs and some other healthier activities as well. I've read that people who have higher sense of purpose can feel less stress when they experience a stressful event. Yes. Can you explain why this is? Yes. There's a, a set of great lab studies that have come out, and I'll tell you about a few of them. For example, one of them, they tracked in a daily diary way people's all kinds of events. And on days when people had substantial stressors, they found that people with higher purpose actually had reduced spikes in uh, negative affect or negative emotions. So that's one way that people are, scientists are able to show that people with higher purpose have reduced stress. Another way is that psychologists are really good at stressing people out in the lab. They'll be like, you're gonna do a really hard math task and they do it, or they're gonna say, you're gonna give a huge speech in front of people. And they have spikes in different biomarkers of stress, such as cortisol. And what people have found is that uh, people with higher and lower stress both have spikes in cortisol, but people with higher stress actually recover more quickly from that stress. So there's, yeah, these really fascinating studies illustrating this topic. So it sounds like because they have a higher focus on something else, it takes the attention away from their stress or less yes. attention? Yeah, how I interpret those studies is that we all get jarred no matter how high or low our purpose is. But when we get jarred, we get in touch with those core values and also that overarching goal, and it helps us calm down in some way. Would this mean that if you have a sense of purpose at this time, you would do better during this pandemic? That's a great question. I don't think anyone has studied it right now, but if I had to extrapolate from past data onto the pandemic, I would say yes. Yeah, I think people with a higher sense of purpose would be more resilient to different stressors because they have that overarching purpose that they're aspiring towards. And also another thing that higher purpose does is it helps focus our limited resources, whether it's time or energy. Therefore, people may actually spend less time on things and perhaps uh, less time doom scrolling and spending too much time looking through the social media and things like this. Is there a difference between purpose and a higher purpose? Because there are people who believe it's a God's calling with a higher purpose. And then there's purpose, like they're supposed to be doing something meaningful. That's one of the questions that we're asking right now. We've only been looking at the degree to purpose in relation to health outcomes. And I focus on health outcomes because that's just my field of study. Initially, what we're seeing is that it can be a God or it can be a social justice cause or it can be raising your children. 
all these kinds of things. Some people perceive it at different levels, but at least if the reference point is physical health outcomes, it appears to be having similar physical health outcomes. And uh, there are other outcomes that people might think about, but that's just beyond the my circle of competence. Is PERP more important later in life and as part of the aging process? That's a great question. A lot of the research in younger folk, uh, whether it's teenagers or people in the 20s and 30s, are a lot of the outcomes that we've looked at and others have looked at are mental health outcomes. And we find that the higher purpose is associated with better health, mental health outcomes pretty equally in younger folk as well as in older folk. And in younger folk, we see that higher purpose doesn't really have an association with physical health outcomes. And that might be the case because uh, younger folk generally are healthier and there's just less things like um, less risk of heart disease and stroke and mortality. But especially in older adults, it's particularly important. And that might be the answer to your question. It's, it's particularly important in older adults because we see pretty large effect sizes. So it sounds like it becomes more important over time for us to stay engaged with a purpose so that everything else is being driven by it. Yes. What your question, your follow-up question actually reminded me of an important point too, where it also all accumulates over time too. So for example, if we're, if we're exercising over several decades versus we just start exercising when we're in our 60s, it's much better to have an accumulation of exercise. But how do we find purpose? Or how do we create purpose? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a question that I think about a lot. And I, I don't really, unfortunately, have an answer to. Uh, there are some randomized studies where they randomize people to volunteering versus waitlist. And they find that people have a higher sense of generativity. They didn't directly look at purpose. But generativity is a close cousin. Uh, there has also been some randomized controlled studies in people who have cancer. I think this was down at Mount Sinai hospitals, and they went through different modules where they, for example, some of the modules would be looking at people's uh, deepest core values and having a list and then circling them, and then they would narrow it down more and more, and then building in activities throughout the week, which aligned with those core values. And there are many other modules too, but that's one of them. And when they went through them, among people with cancer that they found that they had a higher sense of meaning, which is, again, a, a cousin of purpose. So that's some of the best scientific evidence we have. If I had to speak about intuition, I think over evolution, humans have created many ways of seeking and achieving purpose. It's just that science is behind and we haven't really tested all those ways yet. If a patient came to you and said, I need to find my purpose, how do I do that? What would you suggest? If they had a serious chronic illness, I would suggest them towards those modules that have been evaluated pretty well. For healthier people, I would tell them there's not a lot of great evidence at this time and suggest perhaps that uh, volunteering might be a great way. I understand that it could come out of hardship that you have had to overcome. Have you seen studies tied to that? Now, let's say you overcame poverty. Now you want to help other people. Yeah. I'm trying to think back and I haven't seen it framed exactly in this way. There is a literature on post-traumatic growth, which is kind of related in this way, where just like you're saying, when people have this uh, hard or even traumatic event that they do grow in different ways, uh, that might be one way of looking through the lens. Yeah, but there's not, to my knowledge, been a lot of great research on this particular topic. You have said perhaps because people with purpose have an overall outlook regarding mm -hmm. the importance of their goals in life, they take better care of themselves. Can you explain yes. why they take better care of themselves? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Have you ever heard or read 
um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning by chance? No, I have not. I should. Ah, yeah, that, I, would, I would highly encourage it. It's, personally, it's one of my favorite books, perhaps my favorite book. It's about the incredible life of a psychiatrist who was imprisoned in Nazi concentration camps. And he, he chronicled his own insights about how he was enduring and how he saw other people enduring as well and not enduring. And he, he had these incredible insights. And one line that really resonates with me is that those who have a why to live for can bear almost any how. And if we take that, uh, we actually see some evidence of that in different research studies. So for example, studies that I have done and others have done as well, we've seen that people with a higher sense of purpose actually take and use more preventive doctor visits. And um, some preventive doctor visits, such as colonoscopies, are actually painful, and they can actually take a long time too. You have to find the physician and schedule that and transport to them and then come back and it takes quite a bit of time if something comes up as positive. And that's an extreme example, but all the other preventive visits are either kind of stressful or time consuming or even painful. However, if there's an overarching reason to do this, and if we have that underlying reason of why, we can bear all of those hows, and in this case, a preventive visit. That's one illustration and one theory behind why a sense of purpose might drive us to actually live healthier health behaviors and has a downstream effect to live healthier lives too. Interesting. Does purpose change over time? It does. I specialize more in the middle and older age adults. And what we see is that it's pretty maintained. Uh, for example, a nationally representative set sample of middle age and older adults. Uh, but it starts dropping at about the age of 60, in between the age of 60 and 70. And of course, there are subgroups that are going in all kinds of directions. Some people maintain, some people even increase. But if we take everyone on average, there's a pretty precipitous drop of about uh, 20%. And I thought that perhaps that it's because people are getting sicker that they're not able to enact their purpose and get up in the morning and um, do something that really enriches their lives. However, um, I'm finding that it's not the case. For example, there's uh, studies coming out of uh, Japan, for example, where they ask the same questions and people's sense of purpose is main, being maintained up until their 80s. And then there's a precipitous decline too. So um, yeah, it's really interesting. It might be the fact that our culture is not constructed in a way where older adults can't enact their purpose. It could be tied to their ability to participate, it sounds like. Exactly. Yes. There's a fascinating concept called uh, structural lag, where our laws and our housing and all kinds of social structural factors that are around us have not caught up to the reality that we're living much longer lives. For example, in the last hundred years, we're actually extended our lifespans by about 30 years, but we don't really have a great social structure to live those extra years. Interesting. Do you think that's something that's going to be focused on if all the studies are pointing in that direction in, you know, in different sectors, not just yours? Yeah. Starting even a decade or even two decades ago, there have been all kinds of sectors, uh, including uh, non-governmental organizations and governments and private corporations and non-profits. Many of them have been kind of really signaling how there's a rapidly aging demographic happening in many countries throughout the world. And we have to really think about this really carefully. And people have been planning and there's lots of plans in place. But I think now is a time when we're starting to roll out all of these plans and we need to roll out many more of them too. 
what have you seen that gets in the way of creating or defining purpose? Is it trying to figure out how you're going to do it, like an activity that you need to connect it to, or the right opportunity, perhaps? Yes, I, I think so. Part of it is the narrative. Um, the narrative is for people who are financially able to, they retire and kind of live a life of leisure. And what we typically see is that if it's not also infused with something that's more meaningful, that a lot of these people are getting quite bored. And then uh, some of their health behaviors are declining, perhaps because they had don't have a sense of purpose in life. Uh, another factor are the social structural factors. A lot of people don't know exactly what to do. So if we can actually see more examples of people who are living purposeful lives out in many different outlets, that would be incredible. So for example, um, in the younger generations, there's a lot of influencers on social media. It would be wonderful to see more influencers and older adults of all different sectors of society and all different walks of life, living their fullest life and what that looks for. And not in an inauthentic way, but a really authentic way that kind of talks about also the, the hardships, but, but really brings them to life as well. Another fascinating program that I've seen is, I don't know exactly what to call it, but uh, I just call it like life reimagined type programs where at universities, they're actually gearing different programs towards older adults where in that second chapter of life, they can use a lot of the skills that they built up and find a, a new way to harness those skills. Yes, I've met retirees who have gone back to school or universities attending these programs. But uh-huh. what would be most ideal, it sounds like, if perhaps a program that can create cross-generational opportunities for yes. people to engage. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, whether anyone's thinking about it, but that would certainly be an ideal situation. Definitely agreed, yes. It could also help alleviate other societal ills as well, such as um, loneliness is another incredible uh, factor that's burdening our society right now across all age spans, and something like this can help alleviate these, these kinds of things. In the older generations, is it harder for them to reach out, though, and create opportunities for themselves tied to a new purpose? Yes. So this is just on average. Again, there are incredible subgroups that are uh, deviating in both the positive and negative direction. But over time, people do lose a lot of their friends and perhaps even their spouse. And uh, having done interviews with older adults and both formally through research and through volunteering, a lot of people ask why does it matter to even reach out again because I might just lose them. Or um, people might be suffering from physical functioning limitations which accrue over several decades. And these are all extremely hard reasons that I think need to be thought about deeply. But uh, I've seen people in these kinds of conditions across the socioeconomic spectrum also find some type of spark which helps them reach out to other people and uh, enhance their social bonds and also reach out in different ways to enhance that sense of purpose and that reason to get up in the morning. Have you seen any strong solutions like maybe housing? I don't know whether it would be senior housing or programs that you know they can attend where they then connect. Maybe they feel a bigger sense of purpose. I'm just wondering how, if for populations aging rapidly yes. and we're going to have such a large population, what are they going to be doing yeah, yes. Yep. We, we need a really multi-pronged, multi-sector solution, uh, multiple solutions, a portfolio of them as well. An analogy might be when we go to the gym, not, not everyone's always doing the treadmill. We like doing different types of activity in order to keep our bodies fit. 
So in order to keep our purpose healthy, I think we need to have all kinds of activities that are structured by governments and societies and corporations and individuals too, so that we can select into different uh, different types. Um, one example that I think of right now are things called uh, men's sheds, where in general, uh, older adult men social lives revolve or are alive because of their partners, typically. If they pass away, they a lot of older adult men um, go into uh, quite a bit of loneliness, but these men's sheds programs are actually geared towards middle and older age adults. And it's a lot of men kind of going to a workshop and teaching skills to each other about how to build things. And uh, during the building process, they're also uh, getting to know one another and supporting each other. So that's that's just one among uh, so many different solutions that I'm seeing that are being planned and uh, deployed in different ways. That is so interesting. If our audience wants to engage in some way, is there a website or is is there a resource that one can go to, to if people are looking to make a difference or even this becoming a purpose for them? Yeah, uh, I actually don't know what the website is, um, but if they perhaps Google Men's Sheds, they can find ones in their local area. And uh, there's also ARP website where there's all kinds of uh, volunteering opportunities that you can find through putting in your zip code. And there's also a government website that's like this as well. So those are some some ways, but there, there's a lot of other ways too. So wrapping up, top reasons for finding or focusing on a purpose. If you want to live healthier, one, and then live longer. You've ever had spells? I've had spells too, where I had depressive symptoms and even depression, where there was not a compelling reason to get up in the morning. And it was really not only miserable, but terrible sometimes, but if uh, having a sense of purpose can actually buffer against these kinds of things, there that's a mental health reason. If you're ever worried about your social health throughout your lifespan, having a sense of purpose, when you're pursuing something that you really love, you can actually find others who are kind of like kindred spirits. So that helps enhance a sense of community as well. I appreciate you sharing your expertise and thank you for joining me on Spark today. Thank you so much.